and we are going to uh, hear from some of our missionaries. And the first missionary we're going to hear from is uh, Jessica Linderman. She, uh, Jessica grew up in this church many years ago, and uh, she has been on the mission field uh, ever since, and God has used her in tremendous ways. Many of you know about her ministry and support her personally. But uh, she's taking on a new new project that she's going to be sharing with us about. And uh, then she's, I think she's going to be having a luncheon following. But Jessica, come on up and share what God's doing in your life. Yes, let's uh, show our appreciation to Jessica. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Well, good morning. I was realizing on the drive over here that I was like, I don't think I've been back to Ridgecrest since I left for Germany four and a half years ago because my parents sold their house right around that time. And I, this is my first trip back to Ridgecrest without my childhood home. So we're still processing a lot of that. I don't have answers to that question yet. So next time I come, you can ask me uh, how, how I'm doing all that. But no, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity to share a very quick uh, update with you this morning. Many of you know that for the last four and a half years, I've had the opportunity to live in southwestern Germany, right where Germany, France, and Switzerland all come together. Like literally, I can throw a rock into Switzerland and France um, as a missionary with Greater Europe Mission. And within Greater Europe Mission, I am part of a team called GEM Teams. And just like the name implies, we oversee all of the short-term teams that work through our organization. Uh, in a non-COVID year, our team organizes uh, between 20 to 25 short-term mission teams annually. So as soon as Europe started to open up in March, we have hit the ground running. So uh, it's been busy, but it's been good that travel has opened back up, uh, the ministry sites have opened back up, and we're able to, to run, run our teams um, so as we're getting back into the routine of everything, obviously, you know, the war broke out in Ukraine and Jem has responded to that. And my boss came to me in early April and asked, Hey, instead of spending the entire summer in the U S like you had planned connecting with ministry partners, visiting churches, actually having time to grab a cup of coffee with people. Would you be willing to postpone all of that plan and move to Prague in the Czech Republic as soon as possible uh, to help with Jem's response to the Ukrainian refugees there in uh, the Prague and Czech Republic area? So I, as I prayerfully kind of prayed about it, decided, yes, I think this is the door that God is opening for me. And so I, yes, have changed all of my plans and it has been a very busy summer. I've already spent five weeks in Prague, most of the month of May into June, really just trying to network and find out who is doing what, what work is going on with Ukrainian refugees in the city, what are the needs for the summer, uh, what are the needs as we look into the fall and long term. Um, there's just a lot, a lot of moving parts and a lot of different things. Um, and so it was great to be able to get to Prague, see some things firsthand, uh, get a feel for the city as a resident and not just a tourist. As many of you know, Emily and Ryan are there as well. So it's great to be closer to family. Um, and But, yeah, had to get the put on the, the right lenses as a resident. So I will still remain part of GEM Teams 
and report through the, term, the team in Germany, but I'm going to be able to switch a majority of my work now to focus on the Ukrainian refugee work using my administrative and logistics skills um, in helping get those ministries up and running, networking, partnering with people, resourcing, uh, trying to get the right people in the right places. But then I'll also be able to use my work with GEM teams in where are the needs for short-term teams? Where are the needs for short-term volunteers? So be able, by keeping my foot in that door, I kind of have the inside track uh, for all of that. And uh, yeah, so what are the needs in Prague? What are the needs in the Czech Republic? And really even beyond uh, for short-term teams to the point that uh, I fly back to Europe Thursday, Friday because of the time. I'm in Germany for 36 hours and then I drive to the Czech Republic so then I can go to Poland. So I get to spend the first week of July working at a camp for refugee, uh, for Ukrainian refugee children in Poland with some of our in- summer interns. So excited to get to see that ministry site because we feel like that will be a place that we'll be able to send some teams to work in the future. Uh, so getting to do all that. So anyways, it's Quite chaotic, lots of information, way too much to give you uh, in the few minutes I have today. So I want to just say thank you so much for your prayers and your financial support. It has been 15 years since I went into full-time ministry. Yes, I'm a little taken aback by that, a little sad to admit that it's been 15 minutes, 15 years. Uh, It has felt like 15 minutes, though. Um, So thank you. I I mean, I can't do what God has called me to do without your prayers and without your financial support. Um, And so if you're not already part of my ministry team, I want to take this chance to invite you in. Um, I got a new prayer card made. So um, these are out on the counter up there, or I have a few with me. Please pick one up. Um, I covet your prayers. It it makes a world of difference to know that every day someone is praying for me. Um, And I I wake up in the morning knowing, all right. Like God's gone before me because someone has prayed for me. And so, um, so thank you for that. On the back, uh, you'll find all the giving information. If the Lord is leading you to partner financially, if you haven't already, that's there. Or if you would like to sign up for my monthly newsletter, my email address is on here. If you don't have email, but you want a snail mail copy of your email, make sure that I get your mailing address because my mother does mail out snail mail newsletters uh, for me. So you can still stay updated on ministry and prayer requests um, and everything. So this move to Prague does come with that increase in financial need because moving to the big city, uh, paying a little higher rent and all of that, and then just the moving costs. So if you would just prayerfully consider if the Lord might lead you to partner with me financially and then the work that he's doing in Prague, um, I would just appreciate your consideration in that. And then as Pastor Bill has mentioned, um, because of all the chaos and just limited time, uh, my family and I will be at John's Pizza today for lunch, maybe 1245-ish. And we're just going to gather and eat, and then I'll have an opportunity to, to share more of the details about what's going on in Prague, what our ministry plan is for this next year, um, and kind of answer any questions. So if you're available and want to come, you're welcome to come and share lunch with us and um, yeah, or you can also always email me and I'd be happy to email you, set up a video call or answer any questions. So thank you so much for the opportunity to be here, to come home, um, and yeah, just to get to see you guys. So thank you. Now for you to call this home, I think your mom and dad need to leave, live here at least six months out of the year. <laughs> But uh, we're glad that you're doing well, Jessica. 
and I know that you thrive in chaos. I think, I think you like to create chaos to thrive in chaos. So I know God is going to use you tremendously. And uh, if you want to give to Jessica's ministry, you go to ibcridgecrest.org and uh, just tap on the Give button. And there's a scroll down there where you can find Jessica's name. And uh, that will go to her uh, as you give. Okay? But let's pray for her, shall we? Father, I thank you for Jessica. And, Lord, the giftedness and the energy and um, the her love, Father, for lost people, her love for uh, missions and uh, re- seeing people come to know Christ and difficult places where the gospel is not easy to share. Thank you, Father, for this uh, opportunity she has to go to the Czech Republic and uh, work with those uh, Ukrainian refugees. Lord, there's going to be lots of needs, lots of stories, lots of fear, loss. And, uh, Father, I pray that you just use her mightily, Uh, Give her insights, Lord, into how to um, facilitate additional teams to come over and to minister to the needs. But uh, continue to use her, Lord, mightily. And thank you for the part that Emmanuel Baptist Church is able to um, play in her her ministry and in her life. Use these gifts, Lord, to further uh, what you are leading her to do. And we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. And then our next uh, mission team is uh, Togo, Africa. We have uh, two, a couple who are serving at a hospital, Mongo, has been there for several years. You're going to hear more about Garen and Susan Harris. But we occasionally send over teams to uh, assist them. And so we have Fred Henderson here who kind of uh, leads the charge in all these sending teams that uh, go. And so they're going to share with you what happened a few weeks ago. And as soon as you get your seat, I'm sure your wife is going to give you a swift elbow to the ribs for not mentioning Tara as well. (laughs) I saw it, Susan. Hey, a shameless plug for Jessica. You know, when we first got to the church, um, you know, back in 2004, she was just starting this ministry and big church, um, lots of support. And then throughout the years, we've seen her come and go, and we're like, well, those, you know, she's, she's good with support and all that stuff. And Ann and I actually didn't join her support team four or five years ago. And, and it was just in a Sunday like this, I mean, the need was out there. And it was like, wow, we haven't, we've never joined Jessica's support team. And here's, here's the fact. Those people 15, 20 years ago are moving on to be with the Lord. And so every year, missionaries kind of need a recharge. And... Um, Thus, thus keeping their ministry at the forefront. Well, church, we get the privilege of telling you about our um, mission trip that we just went on. And, John, if you can bring up the cover slide, that'd be great. Uh, Togo Africa Update 2022. Once again, there is the country of Togo, and I've got it in scale to the right. So you see that. That green line from Lome, which is where we land, it's a 10-hour drive up to Mongo. And then I drew from the, the same line from L.A. up to just north of Fresno, around the Merced area. Um, takes about four and a half hours to do that on Interstate 5, and it takes double that on a 
pretty nice Chinese-built highway with um, lots of potholes along the way and um, some quick pit stops to the African outbush. Um, Togo's 8, 9 million people, and um, compare that, L.A. County has 12 million. So um, dispersed throughout, but it still seems like there's a lot of, a lot of people in the country. Um, Lome itself, the capital down there is around 1 million with greater L.A., or the L.A. city population being almost 4. Next slide, please. So this is our team. Um, we all got, Tarek made us all get designer shirt, shirts this time. And um, six of us went and um, on this team, and there's Garen, Susan, and Tara to, um, to make a team of nine. Uh, next slide, please. So where do we go? Um, Jesus, before the ascension, Acts 1 said, you know, Judea, Samaria, almost ends the earth. First Chronicles 16:24 says, "Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all people." And um, we get the privilege to work hand in hand with the missionaries there to the right um, in the field, and and just just add support. And, and you'll you'll take a look at the ministries here in a second that that we endeavor to do that with them. Um, that is. The secondary thing, also support for full-time missionaries and a chance to share their ministry. On 1 Corinthians 9, 7, each of you should give what you've decided to give in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And, and this is really the story of our church as a whole. We're all a church and mission, boy, we couldn't go to Togo without, without a Christ-centered, loving church behind us, whether that means helping us on our many fundraisers, yard sales, financial support. Uh, church, it's just a pleasure to do ministry with all of you. And today I'm here just to say thank you for the prayer and the, the actual financial support as we were abroad. It certainly was felt. Next slide, please. Okay, post-COVID world, that's what mission is all about. Jessica kind of alluded to it. Things are opening back up. It certainly doesn't mean we're out of it, right, with 100,000 cases a day. Um, so we still target a trip every one to two years for the home church missionary support. This year we had two teams. Um, longest spell yet for team one. They, um, they went almost three weeks or a little over three weeks, 7 through 29 May, team two, um, so team one's up there at the top. It was Ron Page, Matt Cropley, and Dennis Wolf. Um, and team two went um, on that second date, 10 through 29 May. It was me, Jessica, and Travis. And um, we followed them up and joined up with them in Mongo. It was perfect God timing throughout. Um, it wasn't perfect travel, but it was perfect God timing. There were multiple hurdles along the way, including canceled flights at the last minute, Team two left a day earlier, squeezed COVID test, everything. I mean, we got one COVID test as we were going from one airplane in New York to the other, um, and, and ju just perfect got timing. And, and we're talking, without that test, you're staying in New York. And um, Jessica got it. And, and um, you know, on the way to the airport in the morning, D Dennis was kind of in a similar thing. Uh, his paperwork or his testing, so we're doing, we were uh, literally as we're driving to the airport, 
um, online with my iPad, getting him programmed um, with the proper documentation to go aboard. At 2 a.m.? At 2 a.m., yes. With, with a Togolese website that crashes every five seconds and, and causing Ron to just start all over again. <laughs> Good stuff. It's, it all comes down to our faith and obedience. God opened the doors for us to go. Next slide, please. These are the ministry areas. So if you're one of those people sitting there going, well, I would go. I just don't know where I'm going to fit in. Well, there you go, folks. There are a lot of places to fit in. Number one, meal services. Um, what I mean by that is, believe it or not, missionaries don't have Amazon. So we carry a lot of stuff over for them. Um, this year... You know, six people can carry two 50-pound bags apiece. We actually carry two extra 50-pound um, bags, and then we just took our own personal stuff on. So a lot of cargo, entire year's worth of book supplies. We took ministry, women's ministry supplies over. We took, we had a mission, missionary appreciation dinner there. We took supplies for that over. So we took a lot a lot of stuff with us. And then you can just see the other ministries. We're going to highlight some of those today. Um, and, and what it amounts to when you go on a mission trip with Team Togo is it's not a – during VBS, it was like the missionary said, yeah, short-termers come and we show them our ministry, and they're kind of following around all week and going, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's not this type of mission trip. We roll up our sleeves. We get dirty right away. We hop right into it. I think you're going to hear that from um, everybody who talks today about what their ministry was and, and how – how quick they dived right into it. But it's all it's not all hard work. Jessica said, where am I going to put this slide? And I said, right up front. She had a little buddy there, and he posed for her. And this guy is not the friendliest monkey in the world, this girl. And so, so, um, so everybody was amazed at how he took up with her. Quick report on the missionaries before I hand it over. Um, you know, the Harrises and Tara, they're as busy as ever. Um, on one of our devotional days, I, I asked Susan just to say, hey, what's your biggest challenge here? And she's like, Fred, it's just, you know, there's so many needs. You want to say yes to everything. Garen wasn't there yet, and he was late for devotion. So he comes running in, and... Um, Right away, he gets a phone call, and he's like, yeah, I'm in devotion right now with the team, you know, doop-de-doo, and he hangs up. He gets another phone call, and, and he just goes, oh, Fred, we, I, I have to leave devotion day. The village chief is here. We're talking about the, the current emergent water crisis that's going on there, and they, they need me there. So off he went. And so he just looked at me and goes, see? Even, I mean, it's just it's a nonstop barrage. And Garen isn't even team lead anymore. He has given that to another missionary there, so he doesn't have all the personnel issues that, um, you know, 50 missionaries in the field might give you. But um, he still, he is, his phone is nonstop, 24-7. It's anywhere from organizing a water tower to be in my daughter's house, so when the water goes out, she'll have backup Brucey water, to a brand new, um, you know, these are just things I witnessed to, one of the villages had a kind of a real pastoral conference, a crisis that that um, two churches had to get together and do some counseling to help another missionary get a motorcycle. I mean, that's just any given second. And I know Susan's full time still with 
the nursing program that's going up and getting that, um, the, the nursing school going. And then since things I saw her doing is she ran an entire women's ministry event the weekend, the first weekend we were there, flip-flop that into the, um, the guest quarters that are there. It's like a hotel. That lady left, and Susan just picked that up as a little side job of, of running the guest house as we left. I mean, just a typical day in the life. Tara is financial. She, she got her own stamp. She's all proud of that. She just got her chief financial officer of the hospital, which, I mean, in Togo, when they give you a stamp, you're something. Um, the hospital lead just came home for a year sabbatical, and so Tara is like his deputy running the day-to-day running in the hospital. And, I mean, the first week, literally the first week he was gone, Tara, like, said, yeah, it's been a Monday, all right. A team from Lome came up and discovered and faulted us for not doing proper blood storage there in the hospital. They, they said we basically have to shut down our whole blood bank. It's testing for HIV and things like that. They do test, but it wasn't up to the, the bureaucratic code. And so organizing meetings with doctors and government bureaucrats and all that stuff, and that's an ongoing pray for that um, folks because uh, they shut down the blood bank of the hospital, and that is that that is really going to be a gut punch as far as the hospital being able to save lives and administer um, ongoing care. Next slide. Matt Cropley is not here. Prayers for his, him and his family. His, his um, brother-in-law had a stroke behind his eye last night, and so he's down in Loma Linda today with his family. But Matt, the first team, and you're going to hear more about it. I'm going to hand the mic over. Um, basically, big ministry area. Um, the slide in the upper left there is, is Bomberger School. There was a big grand opening the weekend that we left, and this is two weeks prior, and they're just doing excavation work, pouring cement, you know, just big stuff like that. There's a well there um, on the hospital compound that they um, were, were, um, watch, were helping blow out. On the bottom right, they're out doing village work. I mean, it's just good stuff all around. Um, Travis, um, which came with our team, rolled in hot the first day and, and off to the races he went. And with that being said, um, next slide, I'll introduce you to Travis Johnson. Come on up, Travis. And you can tell them about your impressions. And, you know, that's actually Travis up there um, climbing that tower, which um, is not for the faint of heart. Okay, folks, introduce you to Travis. Uh, thank you. I'm Travis Johnson. Um, my impression of the whole mission, anyone knows I'm a, I uh, have a heart. I have very big swimming heart. And uh, helping people in need. And when you see um, the foes, I said, me on the tower there. It's high. It's not that tall, but it's probably about three feet up. It's up there in wind. No liar or anything, just, it gets a little scary. Um, and, uh, pictures of me pumping the wall, the first time the wall got pumped, just install the wall, and we pump it, and, and provide water. Good phrase there. 
One of the missionaries had a um, car with faulty door handles. And so I, we, we had a missionary prep night that night, uh, appreciation night. The team was going to fix them dinner the next day. We were literally peeling potatoes and, and making Rice Krispie Bars. Jessica was doing that and cooking and things like that. Well, Travis was missing during this whole thing. And I was like, that little slacker, he's not helping us. <laughs> and go out. And he is he is disassembling these car door parts, and you know it, it, he is actually manufacturing door handle parts for this lovely couple who ne live next door. And they were like, Fred, we don't know what to say. He just made it happen. So God uses all of our talents. Travis rolled in hot, and and his heart is amazing. It's like, you know, just tell me what to do. Tell me where to be. I'll do it. My biggest panic with him going on the trip is, you know, and, and Matt Cropley was there too. I was like, you know, Matt, Matt, when the deacon needs come out for the church, it's either you or Travis who are the first to respond. So what are they going to do back home? <laughs> Thank you, Travis. It was, it was just great doing ministry with you, brother. And, um, you know, we're going to continue. Let's see. God bless. Okay, um, Dennis Wolf is up next. Um, Dennis, come on up and tell us all about what is the Emergency Radio Network and just give me some of your impressions. On Dennis has been at church a long time. Um, I've known him ever since I've been here, and um, he, he jumped up. He's always helped with the Team Togo yard sales. Um, no matter where he was, he's just a servant at heart, and, and when he said he wanted to go, I was like, absolutely. Here you go. Dennis Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, Fred, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure working with you both professionally and personally. Um, uh, for Jessica, Colossians 1, 9, and 10, and you have three friends, Verena, Lona, and Sonia, if I recall, right? So we pray for you daily. I'd like to also say it's good to be among friendly faces and just sort of uh, kick off a, lot, like a huge uh, volume of ideas. So first off, uh, Fred asked us to answer like two or three questions. Why did you go? Well, you know, 10 years ago when the Harrises first went, I was always fascinated and very interested in what they did. But, you know, four years of raising children, there's sort of a bow wave of is there time, is there money, right? There's this big taxation. Well, about last December, things started to kind of click. I'll tell you a backstory. My wife, uh, we have kids in uh, Savannah with Kelly's younger brother who lives on the Savannah-Georgia border. So... Sometimes they say I can't sit still for two minutes, ants in my pants. Well, we'll fly in there, and she just wants to sit and have the grandchildren, you know, color and all that stuff. And I say, hey, let's go on the road, blah, 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 blah. It's a four-hour drive to uh, Fruithurst where Shell and their family live. So two or three times we've trundled over there, sweated for eight hours on the road, and just spent a day or so. Good to see you. Goodbye. So she says last December... You know, I'd really enjoy visiting with Shell and Kim if we could just, you know, kind of sit and not be so mo mobile, right? So I'm thinking, 
You know, I could probably take uh, one thing about civil service, they give huge uh, annual leave, right? Five weeks. If you get hang around long enough, they'll really start dishing it out. So I figured, well, okay, we could go for two weeks to Christmas in Boston, three weeks down south, and we could spend two weeks with our kids and a week at Shell Kim. So I'm, th I'm thinking, cool, three weeks. Well, last January, February, I remember my interest in Africa, right? So we're doing this yard sale. I said to Matt and uh, Ron, what, what are you guys doing? They said, um, three weeks in May. I thought, three weeks? Who's got three weeks of leave to give? And then so it starts to click, right? You know, if I can spend three weeks with my kids, why can't I give three weeks to God? So poof, there you got it, right? <laughs> so um, I'm being cute here to speak up. Um, <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry for you guys on the Internet. One another uh, issue that Fred wanted us to answer was, uh, how do you see God's move among the work there? And I would say, really, the family of God, you know, whether you're African, whether you're American, whether you're Hispanic, whatever you are, the heart of Christ unites us in, in one body and one blood, right? There are doctors there who could probably make double their salary, and they've been on the field for 15, 20 years. So I'm sitting there, we had, by the way, um, about 10 kids from the, what's the uh, MacArthur's thing down here, Masters? So there are about 10 medical students visiting, and they're like anywhere from 20 to probably 27. And I'm sitting in um, the chow hall at lunch, right? It's busy, it's hectic. And I said to this young lady, uh, how's it going? She said, oh, I'm tagging behind the, the surgeons. And she said it was cool until he started the leg amputation. I had to leave, right? <laughs> so that's what these people are facing. And I'll tell you, Travis, that's no small issue. That little ladder he's, I, by the way, I went behind him. I really appreciate him. There's an antenna that we had to mount to support that radio. I'll get into that in a minute. But Travis climbs up there, and he takes the C-clamp in the middle of this wind and clamps that thing down. It's 31, 35 feet. But I'll tell you, that ladder he's talked about is a rebar. You know, it's about that big around, and it's about 80 inches. He climbed that thing, and I'm not ashamed. When I was up there, my knees were doing this. And literally, my hands were sweating, right? All I did was come by him and take tie straps so the cable wouldn't flop in the wind. Okay, so now this backstory on that radio thing. Garen and Susan have um, a need to communicate with their team who extend like four to five miles outside the main compound. And so the answer they've used is these little Baofeng radios, Chinese built, cheap. But uh, the, the folks like you and I who aren't really radio people can take them and pretty much make them work. So they had all that set up. And whoever it was programmed those radios to work on what was a operational system. Uh, and Garen wanted to mount that antenna so they get better coverage. And another detail is that the government uh, will occasionally jam. You can use the Internet or sometimes a radio can communicate. By the way, I went on the Internet looking for information. Before I went, Garen had said, I need some help. I need some help. I said, you know, I, I don't know if about radios would be dangerous. So the internet, the guy says, hey, I'm in uh, Georgia or someplace on the East Coast. I'm going to talk to California through the internet. He gets his radio, click, 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 and he calls California. So cool, you know, this works. The point is this. You could communicate via the internet or computer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But they jam the internet system, and so he wants an independent channel so that in the event of an action, and there was. We'd been there about four or five days, and Garrett could, or, uh, Fred could give you better details, but all I recall was that there were eight soldiers, uh, probably four, 
40 miles or so from where we were, these eight soldiers have been killed in whatever action it was, and they declared martial law? Yep. Okay. Uh, Boko Haram is the terrorist group? Yes, sir. Um, so back to the radios. We wrestled with those and went on the internet, all kinds of stuff. Half of them worked, half of them did. And I said to these guys, you know, we are blessed. Ed Tipler, you heard of Taurus Communications? That guy can fix anything in the internet radio. So I take all these radios too and I say, Ed, we need some help, blah, blah, blah. He pitched right in. He says, oh, I get this power amp, put the antennas up there, one up, one down. And I'm thinking, not so fast. This is Togo. They don't have Ace Hardware down the road. They don't have a radio support group, right? I mean, they're lucky to get one guy who can devote four hours to this thing. So anyway, he charged ahead, and about a week ago, he sends out this thing, 100% success. So he's got it all set. Garen and Susan, I think, are in Georgia this week or soon. Their daughter's getting married. So the point is this. Ed has about 20. He bought, by the way, he purchased and donated 10. He donated 10 radios to this work. Sorry about that mess. So he's all set to ship them to Garen and Susan. Uh, hopefully they'll have a wonderful time in the States, refreshment, and get those radios on the road. And that's pretty much my story, so thank you very much. Thank you, Dennis. Jessica gets the stage next, and um, she's got quite a few slides because she did quite a few different activities. Children-focused, um, and we just prayed for her, so this is kind of fruit from those prayers. Here you go, Jessica. Thanks. Hey, guys. Okay, so I guess the background on my going to Togo is I went on my first mission trip when I was 12, and it was just a local inner city thing. But ever since then, I've really had a heart for missions. Um, obviously, I'm mostly involved in local ministry, uh, but a very large part of my heart goes out to unreached people groups and third world countries. And I have young kids, so it's not something I can really do a lot of right now. So I, when I was younger, I had the opportunity to go on some mission trips to South America and Mexico. And so when Team Togo had a spot, I was like, yes, I've been waiting to go to Africa since I was 12. This is perfect. Um, this is a village church in Nature. Um, the day before that, which will be the next slide, um, we had done a vacation Bible school. And a lot of these kids were able to go. And what's fun is a lot of the Muslim children in the village um, they came to Children's Church here for the first time after being at the Vacation Bible School. So you can see um, all the way on the left is the group of adults that got to have their church, and we had our own little Children's Church over in the corner. It is very different to do Children's Church in Togo. Um, it's kind of easier because when the kids don't listen, the translator had a giant stick, and she would just swat him on the head. Um, I would have loved to bring that stick home with me, but I'm not sure America's ready for that. <laughs> well, the parents might be. Well, the teachers might be ready. The parents might not be. But uh, so it was, and it was very interesting because we talked about, um, I forget if this was the one, we talked about Jesus calming the storm. And these kids They've never seen the ocean. They've never seen a large body of water. So trying to, like, 
You don't think about that when you first get there. You're like, oh, yeah, Jesus calms the storm. Great story. Wait, how do I explain a storm to children who have literally never left their village in their life? Um, so it was a really fun challenge for me to try to have to get into the Togolese mindset. And then anytime I would say something, Tara would translate it into French. And then our interpreter would translate it into which language was it? Was it Gomgom or Chikosi? So we had a three translation system for every sentence. It takes a while. Um, and then you can see we've got the kids all in a big circle. We brought some beach balls because that's not something they normally have. So we were able to, after the lesson, we did some coloring, we did some recreation. And I think, is that the Jesus story? Okay. So um, one thing they do in Togo is they go around and they do the Jesus film where they get to play it in different villages. And most people will probably want to come because they don't have TVs. Like watching something on a screen isn't a common thing in the villages. So it's a really great ministry because people will come out just because they're curious and then they get to hear the gospel. Um, can you go to the next slide? So here is the youth conference that we did. It was on Saturday. Uh, we got there on Thursday night. So we were there for one day and then jumped right in. Um, there, so in the top right corner, that huge crowd of children, you see that little tiny van? They all came in that van. There was 50 children. There were two vans like this that rolled up and just... It was like a clown car. They just kept pouring out. I, I should have taken a video, but it was one of those like, this can't possibly keep going, but it does. And these kids, it was literally their first time ever leaving their village. Like they had been in their village where there's no electricity. The only running water is the well that Team Togo has been lucky enough to install there. And so they got to come out, and it was like Disneyland for them. Like, they've never gone anywhere. And so you can see we have this huge crowd there. As I said before, there were lots of um, Muslim kids from the village. So we got to share the gospel with them probably for the first time. So that's a huge praise. Um, we did a Bible story with puppets, which is always really funny. In America, kids are like, oh, yeah, puppets. I see them on TV all the time. Over there, they're like, what is this weird? Like, that, I don't know what's going on. So it's really fun. They enjoy it a lot more than American kids do. Um, and we got to do coloring. We brought about 2,000 pipe cleaners, which, you know, pipe cleaners, they're like a penny, the typical staple of craft supplies. Well, these kids have never played with pipe cleaners. So you give them a bunch and it takes them a minute. You can see them like trying to figure it out. And then their creativity soared. And it was really fun. I think in a second, Fred, did you get one of the ones from the sewing school on there? Okay. So you'll get to see they made some, they made glasses, they made hats, they made the weirdest creations. And they were so excited about these things. When we went to Naturae the next day for the children's church, a lot of the kids were still wearing their hats that they had made. And it was just, it was really sweet to see the joy that they had from that. And we brought a parachute and beach balls. We did frisbee and soccer. And we just got to give them a whole day where they got to hear the gospel and be loved on. 
and the village women made breakfast and lunch for them. We got to um, encounter Bui, is it Bui, which is basically like a runny oatmeal served in a bag that they like bite the end of the bag and drink it. I did not participate in that particular um, tasty treat, but most of the other missionaries did. We had the master's students that Dennis was talking about. They all came to help out, and they tried it, and apparently it's really good. Uh, Tara had told me there was, she was talking to some of the Togolese kids about like, oh, well, would they ever want to come to America? And they were like, well, do they have we there? Yeah. No, no. Well, then I I don't want to go if they don't have we. So... You know, America is not the greatest country because we don't have we. So it was it was a wonderful youth conference, though. Like, we packed out this building. It was hot. It was humid. And these kids did not care. They just had a wonderful time. All right. Uh, next slide. So here's the Bomberger School. Um, we got to go and go to two of the different classes and present Bible stories with them and do some crafts and some games. And you can see in the top pictures, you know those canvas tents that you can rent for weddings and special events? That was their school. That was another place that we talked about Jesus calming the storm. And the Lord provided a perfect illustration because the wind kicked up and it started raining and those tent flaps were just going and the kids were kind of looking scared. And in the bottom, you can see the brand new school building that they had just finished. That was what Matt Cropley was on that tractor, like excavating. And Dennis and Ron and Matt, they, and Travis, I'm sure you were in on that one, probably. Uh, they got a well dug for the school. So the kids are going to be able to move into an actual school building with walls instead of canvas tents. And they have actual bathrooms, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. When I was teaching that first class over there, I got to see the class next to us have a potty break. About 30 little girls just wandered over and all squatted in the dirt in unison. And that's their bathroom break, a squatting potty in the dirt, all of them together, just walking through it all. So now they have an actual bathroom with stalls and a sink and that is a huge praise that we can help to teach them about hygiene and the things that, like, I have to tell my kids, oh, yeah, wash your hands. But there it's like, oh, here's an actual new concept. Here is a sink. Here is running water. This is what you use it for. Um, so it's a really huge praise that they were able to open that school. And during Vacation Bible School here, that was what we did for our missions offering uh, we talked to the kids. We showed them pictures of Bomberger and all the, the students that they have. And the kids raised uh, just over $900 to send to Bomberger to help with their construction and their supply costs. And next slide. Here's the sewing school. You can see in the bottom right, she's got some very fancy pipe cleaner glasses. They, The sewing school kids really got intricate with their designs. Uh, so we were able to do a bit more of a Bible study uh, with these kids because they're more teenagers. So rather than like a children's church little illustration story, we got we were able to go a little deeper with them and have more fun. Um, 
You can see the whole crew down there. We let them keep the puppets, and they were thrilled. It's like, sorry, ICS, I'll buy you new puppets. They had too much fun with them. Um, and so they're a really great group. That's where we got all of our matching outfits made. Um, it's our, our team Panya. That's apparently the word for the fabric. And we brought it to them, and they were able to whip out like nine matching outfits in two days, which I can't do that. But so these kids are learning a trade here at the sewing school, and Tara works with them a lot. She does a weekly Bible study there. Um, and they're really sweet kids. Like, they're creative and servant-hearted. That's one thing that kind of took me aback in Togo. The second you get anywhere, a herd of kids come, and they're like, oh, let me carry this. Obviously, I can't understand what they're saying because they're not saying it in English, but they make it very clear. They want to carry all your things for you. They want to help you. They're very servant-hearted there. Um, so it was just a wonderful time. I think that's my last slide, right? Yes, that was my, well, I guess this is sort of me too. Okay, so we got to minister to some of the missionaries that were there. Because um, obviously when you're a missionary, you are full-time, all day, serving the Lord. And you don't often get to be part of something that's getting ministered to you. So while we were there, Fred and Tara hosted a game night for all of the missionary adults. And did you do the weakest link or kind of? They did like a game show-esque thing and they hand rolled like 200 meatballs, had a nice big feast of French onion meatballs, something like that. Some recipe that Tara tosses a bunch of stuff together and it comes out really good. Um, so they got to do that for the adults, and we had the kids. You can see there's probably like 36 or so missionary kids um, in and around the hospital compound, and we shoved all of them into our duplex that we were staying in. It was crowded, but um, a few, a month or two before we left for Togo, uh, we had done a kids' night out here where we did a STEM night, which we had lots of different, like, science, engineering, oh, science, technology, engineering, and math. We did all kinds of different experiments and little challenges, and so I was able to bring that over to do with the missionary kids. And so they got to build catapults and make marble run mazes on plates and do balance challenges and structures out of toothpicks and marshmallows, which were a huge hit, and we were finding marshmallows all over the duplex for the next three days. They, I, they got them into those tiniest nooks and crannies. There's probably still some in there that they'll be finding. Um, but the kids really had a lot of fun with that. Missionary kids are amazing, you guys. They're, like, they are so servant-hearted. We had teenagers that obviously, some of this was a little too young for them, but they jumped right in. They were helping their little brothers and sisters. It was really amazing to get to see the hearts of missionary kids which is why I really hope I can send my kids off to the mission field once or twice to kind of, you know, let that rub off on them. So I think that's it for me. Oh, yay, Team Togo. Thank you, Jessica. Good summation of a lot of our ministries. Well, folks, it's just touching the surface. Um, once again, 
from the Harrises and Tara, they just wanted to reiterate their thankfulness for a loving church that, number one, supports them, number two, sent shock troops in to um, reinforce their ministries and just bring some supplies and, and you know, and, and I just know from Tara's point of view, Jessica, you know, she just go, we're going to do this, this, and this, and it was just giving a translator for, for once and, and letting Jessica run the program. So they sure do appreciate the support, and they just wanted me from the bottom of their hearts to thank you guys for being a church that supports its missionaries we send abroad. Bill, do you want me to close in prayer? or? Okay, you got it. Show your appreciation of the Togo team. I'll try not to cry here. It's good to step back and listen to what God's doing. You know, we're not a very big church. But it is amazing, absolutely amazing, what God is doing through this church. The presence that we have in Togo, Africa, I can't believe I forgot Tara. My wife let me have it when I sat down on my chair. But uh, with Garen and Susan and, and Tara and in Africa and and uh, what what's happening there? I mean, when we sent Garen and Susan. He was on the ground floor of that hospital getting it started. And, and uh, a hospital is amazing. And, and now there's a Christian school. And uh, I don't know how many churches that they have planted through the Wellwater Ministry, but uh, this is just a phenomenal ministry in Africa. And our church has had a big part in that. You guys have been very sacrificial in supporting both the Harrises and, and Tara and, and our teams. But um, beyond that, you know, our church has a Christian school. We're starting up a new K-4 through 12th grade. And, and uh, there have been many ups and downs with the Christian school, more downs than ups since I've been here. But God has been faithful. And uh, they're going to have a tremendous year this next year. Well, a child development center that uh, ministers to countless families in our community and uh, it's been in service now for 20 years. But we have our meal ministry on Monday nights in our clothing closet. And we have vacation Bible school. And we do the Harvest Festival. And we're faithful to miss missions, not just here, but around the world. And I could go on, and I'm not, I'm not here to brag about me. I have nothing to brag about like... I heard a pastor brag about himself at the convention. But it's all God. And oftentimes I miss this because I'm busy putting out fires, dealing with issues as your pastor. And um, I miss opportunities that I should be taking to see what God is doing and being thankful for that. And so today, I'm thankful. 
thankful for what God's doing through all of us. And we'll continue to do as, as we trust him. So praise God for uh, these testimonies this morning and for Jessica and uh, your faithfulness in her life as she grew up in this church and how God gave her a heart for missions and how she is, God is using her, will now be using her in the Czech Republic. And, and her sister and brother-in-law, too, are with the International Mission Board. And um, can't name the country that they're in, but uh, God is u- using them as well, but, uh, and others as well. But uh, we have much to be thankful for. Amen, church? Amen. So let's all stand. Let's pray. And uh, we're going to have Pat and Allison go back to the reception table. And I want Jessica to be back there with Pat and Allison and the Togo team. So you all dismiss yourselves right now and get back there. And uh, I'll pray and uh, stick around for we have cupcakes to enjoy and uh, just share your appreciation for all that you've heard and seen this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for um, your faithfulness. God, it's all you. Thank you for how you've used our volunteers those of you called full-time ministry and the the seed seeds of the gospel that have been implanted in people's hearts and lives both here and around the world god i pray that you would cause the growth but uh, thank you for being among us and working in and through us and you being ever so faithful in our lives the life of our church, the life of our ministries. God, we give you all the glory and praise. Thank you for what our hearts and eyes and ears have heard today. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.